0: Welcome to our very first episode of the New Year. Um, We are so excited to get this year underway. My name is Nicole, and as always, I am joined here by the lovely, lovely Journey and Rebecca. For this episode, we're going to kind of switch things up and just have a bit more of an open discussion and conversation and learning session, I guess, about Black Widow killers. Journey's going to give us a couple examples of some, and then we'll just... See where the episode takes us. (laughs) Um, I would like to note that there is a listener's discretion advised, as there are detailed descriptions of sexual assault and baby death. With that out of the way, lovely, lovely start, as always, to our episodes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jeremy, do you want to delve into Black Widow Killers and what they are yeah not the spider i will say i'll let everyone know not the spider
1: (laughs) yeah i was terrified googling because i'm terrified of spiders so i really didn't want to accidentally be like "Ooh, black widow spiders uh so there really isn't too much information about what black widow killers are without going into like specific examples so i have just a brief overview of what they are some motivations um some mo's and things like that And then I go into two examples One is relatively well known uh, Even though mm, You guys hadn't heard of her before <laughs> yeah. I I think she's kind of well known um, But the other is also Canadian from Nova Scotia So that one was super cool And I think we talked about her In one of our forensics Like group chats or whatever We were just talking about it Before we started recording I don't really remember it But I also kind of remember Seeing like the news article So who knows yeah, I think it was just a news
0: article that was shared at
1: one yeah. point.
0: That's like the extent of my knowledge of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So. <laughs> uh, so, to start, what is a Black Widow Killer? A Black Widow Killer is a woman who kills multiple spouses, partners, or other family members. They use persuasion to attract their victims and go through a long cycle of killing, and they sometimes wait years before finding a new victim. I feel like a lot of the times when we picture like a Black Widow Killer, we think of someone who like... Meets a guy, they fall in love, they get married, they mm-hmm. decide they don't like them anymore, they kill them for the insurance payout kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, I was already like with your description, I was already like, Oh, that's different than what I thought I knew, like talking about right? killing family as well. Because yeah, I always what, only ever heard it. it was a woman killing
1: their husband, probably for financial gain. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so that's a very common definition. I found a like dissertation of someone who focused on Uh, female serial killers, and they talked about Eileen Warnos and Mm -hmm. Nanny Doss, who I talk about as well. I kind of used um, their paper for a basis of what a Black Widow killer is. And they said that often these women are highly organized, intelligent, manipulative, and carefully plan their kills, which makes sense, um, Mm -hmm. because women are just those things, except for really manipulative, (laughs) but... (laughs) <laughs> that is their fair share. I will. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if the shoe fits. <laughs> so uh, why are they called Black Widow Killers? Uh, this I didn't know. They share their name with a Black Widow Killer spider. Sorry. They share their name with a Black Widow Spider, which are the most venomous spiders in the US, even though a lot of people don't actually buy for, or die from a spider bite, which mm-hmm. is okay. reassuring. Um, but there's it's a myth sort of, I just had a yeah. really quick thing to say
0: about those spiders Another misconception I always had Growing up was if you were bitten by a black Widow, you're done for Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, that's always what I heard, like be aware of the Little red hourglass because it's deadly mm-hmm. I was always told that they'd be hiding Under your toilet seat, so that was oh, My cool. fear as a child was I,
1: always I checking under. Yeah, I got real itchy um, Researching oh, this, I didn't yeah. really enjoy it But, so there's a myth about the female spiders eating their partners after sex. Yeah. And this sometimes does happen, but it's not a regular occurrence. So that's why certain female killers are considered black widow killers. Isn't that also super common uh, with praying mantises
0: eating their partners? Yeah, praying mantises, I think, think unlike the black widow, it's like every single time they mate, the female eats the head of the... Male, that's, that's hardcore. So that okay. would be like a more appropriate name for a black widow killer, a praying mantis <laughs> yeah. killer. Yeah, ooh, that's almost scarier.
1: They are pretty creepy looking. They got that's true. They got funny little eyes. <laughs> that is true. Okay, so um, for the most part, like we kind of already said, black widow killers are driven by money. However, there can be uh, a few cases where they are driven to kill in order to exert power in a male-dominated home life. Alternatively, they can kill to remove competition and solidify control over other members of the family. They can also kill if their partner turns abusive. All of those things kind of make sense. The MO part was like really interesting. And I don't know if this classifies the MO or like their choice of weapon. Uh, So depending on the source, poison was the most common way a Black Widow killer killed someone. But really, they can use anything.
0: I feel like poison, too, falls in just with women and serial killers because statistically poisoning is, like, the higher percentage of weapon
1: choice for women. I'm so glad you said that. Oh. Okay. Tell me more. There are a few studies that say that poison isn't necessarily a (gasps) female-based weapon. Cool. In poison-based killings, it was, like, pretty much 50-50. For men and women uh, see it. But they're like, if you look at out of all female serial killers, then poison does have a higher percentage.
0: But oh. it's not. But the
1: men use it too. So that's the skewing so of
0: percentages. Mm-hmm. That, that's very shocking to me too. Especially because yeah. coming back to the CSI effect, watch our Gap Science episode if you haven't. Um, mm-hmm. CSI shows are always like, the the, the victim was poisoned the killer must be female like
1: yeah every time (laughs) every time and like there was a couple sources that said um if the victim was a man then the Mm -hmm. perpetrator was a man could be either a man or a woman but if the victim was a woman then the perpetrator was most likely a man if poison was used oh yeah very interesting very interesting okay um but yeah, because so, I also had the same thought. I was like, poisoning is a very, like, yeah. quote unquote, female way to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. And the more you know. Exactly. So that being said, the method of killing is dependent on what the woman hopes to achieve. I feel like right. poisoning is very easy yeah. if you don't want to get caught. And both of the examples I have, they did poison their victims, okay. more or less.
0: I was going to say, poisoning's tricky, though, because you got to make sure that it's not to like tell you how to kill someone, but like it can't really stay in the system or else that will be a trigger to figure out how they were de-
1: like, you well, know, what I'm trying you kind of, you need to give them enough poison so that they are like, they need to die in a way that doesn't require an autopsy.
0: So you yeah. kind of have to give
1: them a poison that mimics natural death hmm. or something that they're already taking that could look like an overdose or an something. An overdose. Yeah. Yeah. So, that is all the information that there was on the internet that I could find about (laughs) Black Widow Killers. Love (laughs) that. I'm going to talk about Nanny Doss now, the giggling granny. Okay, Uh, before you
0: talk about mm -hmm. Nanny Doss, though, I want to, coming back to, like, our preconceived notions of Black Widow Killers, I don't know why, I always thought it was, like, women 40 and up, but I yeah. feel like there's another term for that. And rather, rather than like black widow killer, it's, um, no, maybe, I don't know. It's just like old ladies that just kill off all of their husbands to make money. I feel like there's a term.
1: I is think it it's, widow?
0: I have no idea. I think I'm it kidding. is black widow killer. Okay. It, did it but. say in your, the minimal amount of sources that were online,
1: an age range? Or just, no, it, it just said, yeah, it was pretty much synonymous with female serial killer. Oh, okay. and so then I was trying to be like, because someone mentioned Lizzie Borden, and so I was like, would Lizzie Borden be considered a black widow killer? And I don't think she would, I think she was oh. just a mass murderer because there's like, there's familicide where you like kill your family, mm hmm, mm hmm, and so like. Which is kind of what she did. So, like, what constitutes the difference between serial killing and Black Widow killing? Kind of deal? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. There was even less information on that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. So, um, if you find the answer to what you think it was, you just let me know. Yeah. I was just trying to Google it quickly,
0: and no, it's like, well... My Google search bar was old women who kill group name. Um, <laughs> and
1: just the Facebook group show up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Serial murders, black widows. Mm-hmm. Okay. That kind of okay. just answered my
1: question. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> to carry on with our granny killer. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Nanny Doss was born November 4th, 1905 in Alabama. She had a controlling and abusive father who forced them to work on their farm and didn't let her and her four siblings go to school. So she was very oh. uneducated. When she was nine, she hit her head on a metal bar riding on a train when it came to a sudden stop. And this caused her to suffer from severe headaches, blackouts, depression, uh, for years afterwards. When she was 16, she married her first husband, Charles Braggs, who was a co-worker at the linen factory that they worked at. They married after dating for four months, and oh. his mother insisted on living with them after they got married. Which what makes sense lock. because she was 16. True. I don't know how old he
0: <laughs> was, but like probably kind of fucking needed, 30 at that literally <laughs> like, right oh my god
1: so uh nanny's mother-in-law would take up all of Charles' attention and limit what nanny was allowed to do she was very like, controlling over her i think it was kind of an example of like when um like the weird mother-son mm, bonding yeah I was, I was gonna gonna say, just, did like, the mom
0: and the husband ever
1: get on with each other yeah it's kind of That's how it felt in what I was reading. (laughs) So, um, either way, Charles and Nanny had four daughters between the years of 1923 and 1927. Mm. Nanny started drinking and smoking heavily, and they often accused each other of cheating. So, it was not a healthy marriage. Charles also disappeared for days on end. Um, Classic. Yeah. So, in 1927, their middle two daughters died due to food poisoning, and Braggs Um. took their oldest daughter and left. His mother died not long after that, and then Braggs returned in 1928 to divorce Nanny and give her back their daughter. Allegedly, Braggs left because he was frightened of her, which, Mm -hmm. you know, makes sense, because how many... That's really fair. Yeah. I was like, how many of those people did she kill that we just don't know about? That sucks for the
0: daughter, though. Hey, I'm divorcing Mm -hmm. your mom, and I don't want you anymore. You go. Go live with her. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, that so sucks. not ideal. And then in 1929, Nanny met and married her second husband, Robert Franklin Harrelson. They lived in Jacksonville with her two daughters from Charles Breggs. And Nanny learned that Robert was an alcoholic and had a record of assault, but they stayed t- married for 16 years. Wow. And then in 1943, Nanny's oldest daughter, Melvina, had a baby. And then two years later, she had another one who died shortly after birth. Melvina thought she saw her mom holding the newborn and sticking a hat pin into their head. <gasps> but she had just given birth and was high on ether. So she asked her husband and sister <laughs> if that's what she saw. And they said that Nanny had told them that the baby was dead and she was holding a hat pin. And the doctors didn't offer any more clarification of what happened to the baby. Really? Is, that's
0: really mm-hmm. traumatizing.
1: Oh my God. Right? How would they just that gaslit her? Work. With a hat pin Is that Are you like In the
0: skull In the Yeah so in the olden that? days They
1: had like hats That would sit on their heads And then they would Pin it to their hair So it wouldn't come off And so it was like oh. A sharp pin And oh. then Baby skulls Like right after birth They're not fully formed There's lots of soft spots Yeah So you just stick a pin In there In the soft spot And that just says See you I would imagine so I don't know that I would Like to get poked In the brain With a pin because they, they're not yeah. small. It's not like a needle prick. It's like yeah. I guess I
0: don't know what a hat pin looks like. I will say so. I'm
1: I'm imagining it's like this.
0: Whoa! No way.
1: I don't know if it's the same size as a pen.
0: <gasps> Love that our recent Google is hat pins Canada. Recent Google search on our shared with the forensics. <laughs> I just looked that up. I was trying to figure out what a hat pin looked like, and I accidentally started shopping for hat pins. Um, I'm not planning on using them for any malicious purpose.
1: (laughs) Just, you know, keeping hats on your head. You know how it is.
0: Okay, yes. Okay, the yes, the big Mm -hmm. beautiful ones I've seen before. Yeah, so that that would go like halfway
1: through a brain, a baby's Mm -hmm. brain. So, hmm. yeah, and then the doctors were just like, well, baby died. Too bad. So uh, Melvina went to visit her father after a fight with her mom the same year, I think. And she left her son, Robert, in her care. And I think he was about two years old at this time. And when she returned, she learned that Robert had died from asphyxia under Nanny's care. Ooh. And then two months later, Nanny collected the $500 life insurance policy that he had, or she had taken out on him. So, that's good sus. For her
0: That's kind of sus. I'd be like, hmm, we'll take that out on him.
1: Very. And then, um, in the same year, nineteen forty-five, Nanny's husband, Harrelson, raped her. So she put rat poison in his whiskey jar, and he died the next evening. So honestly, good on her. Good, good for yeah, her. Yeah, honestly, her I don't blame her.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm like, yeah, no, that's fair. sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Nanny then met her third husband, Arlie Lanning, through a Lonely Hearts column in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And they got married three days later. This wasn't three days after her husband died. I don't know the year or time when they met, but they got married three days after they met. That's in person. Okay. Okay. So I feel like they had been kind of like messaging back and forth through the Lonely Hearts column and then like agreed to meet up and then they were like, let's get married. And so Lanny was, or Lanning was also an alcoholic and a womanizer. However, Nanny would often disappear for months on end in this relationship instead of the other way around. Hmm. And he supposedly died from heart failure. His house was left to his sister, but it burnt down and the insurance money was given to Nanny. Uh, Lanning's mom also died in her sleep. So Nanny went to her sister's house. And her sister at that time was bedridden, and not long after Nanny arrived, she passed away. What? Probably from Nanny. And then Nanny joined a dating service called the Diamond Circle Club and (laughs) met Richard L. Morton. They got married in 1952, and he was not an alcoholic, but he was a cheater. So, in... January 1953, Nanny's mom passed away after living with them for a little bit. Nanny had poisoned her, to no one's surprise. Three months later, Morton also died from poisoning. Um, Just briefly, because I haven't
0: been keeping track mentally, how many deaths? Because we can't attribute them all to her at the moment, but how many
1: deaths are we at? What's the count? There's 10 deaths so okay. far. Okay, Okay. Um, some of them we know are her, some of them I assume were actually all of them I assume were her, yeah, so later that year, in june nineteen fifty three Nanny married Samuel Doss, who was a Nazarene minister who lost his family to a tornado in Arkansas. In September, he was admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms and was diagnosed with a severe digestive tract infection. He was released on October 5th and died October 12th. Ooh. Nanny had apparently rushed killing him to collect the two life insurance policies that she took out on him. Jesus. His sudden death alerted his doctor who ordered an autopsy and found that he had a huge amount of arsenic in his system. Okay. Nanny was arrested. She confessed to killing four of her five husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and her mother-in-law. What? But she had had like four mother-in-laws and they had basically all died. So (laughs) I'm like, which mother-in-law did you confess to? And she pled guilty on May 17th, 1955 and was sentenced to life in prison. She was not given the death penalty because she was a woman, which apparently that's a thing. She like, was never charged with the other deaths. And she passed away in 1965 from leukemia. Oh, when she was still in jail? Yeah.
0: I assume. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that is Nanny Daw. She's quite a lady.
0: I. It makes me think of our previous conversation of how maybe you you need to use enough poison to kill someone in order to make it look like they died of natural causes. Yeah. But girl, if you're using arsenic... And any, any questions arise, anyone looks into that, you're screwed. Because yeah. I was going to say, people can't use arsenic because, like, hey, indicator, you're being
1: poisoned. At that time, arsenic was in everything, though. L- in everything? Well, at what A level? lot of the things. Because that was, <laughs> when I Googled, like, the women poisoning correlation. Ars- yeah. <laughs> they were, like, there was a lot of, like, arsenic and cyanide were in like quite that is a true few things. you do
0: you do hear a lot about arsenic and cyanide poisoning
1: mm-hmm. I feel like it
0: was a very 20th century way of killing
1: yeah and like there was lead in paint and like so much yeah. so there's so many things right the i think lead there I was collect. arsenic in makeup i think that's what it was oh there's something
0: arsenic that that caused like the white pigment in a lot of makeup yeah like i'm pretty sure it was one of the first like it was like queen victoria or something like that if i remember correctly it was arsenic powder that she used to get her like really white complexion and she actually
1: died of arsenic poisoning because she used so much that makes sense cool yeah Yeah. so okay while it is weird, it was also readily available. And like yeah, there was, was a cool. lot of poisonous things that a lot of the women had access to, like cleaning products and stuff. Yeah. So that's all I had on Nanny Dosh. She was quite a lady. Uh, glad I never met her. So the next person I have is a Canadian Black Widow. And so her name is Melissa Ann Shepard. And the timeline for this is very like unknown or none of the sources actually like showed the years that it was happening or had the same year as the other source. So I really am not sure. Okay, So just take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. So Melissa Ann Shepard is a now 80 something year old lady who lives in Halifax, Nova Scotia. She has killed many of her husbands and some people who are not her husband's. In the... Yep. Okay. I just find it so funny, too. Being a man
0: and meeting a woman, and she's on, like, her fifth husband. Boy, are you not gonna... Is that... Nothing's gonna go through your mind to say, ooh, something's
1: going on. Right? Or even the... I don't know. This case actually made me really mad about the justice system because... She went to trial for like every husband who died or got sick or whatever, and none of the courts were like, "Hey, Something every single other person right. that she's been with has gotten <laughs> sick and or died, so maybe we should lock her up for a while, Wow, or look more into this so yeah in yeah. in addition to killing people throughout the nineteen seventies and eighties, she had racked up more than thirty fraud convictions. <laughs> So she's well known in the justice system. (laughs) And her first marriage was to Russell Shepard. Somehow he remained unscathed and they just got divorced. In 1991, she married Gordon Stewart of PEI, Prince Edward Island. He died from a lethal dose of benzodiazepine, which was followed by being run over twice by her car.
0: (laughs) I can understand like
1: the potential of like a lethal dose of benzos
0: I can Mm -hmm. picture them thinking it's possibly a suicide but she Mm -hmm. just she just went overkill like no pun intended by running over him twice
1: what was yeah and some sources said this happened on like a deserted road outside Halifax so I don't know I don't know other sources said or when I was reading a source I pictured it in like their driveway or something I don't know when or where this happened In a driveway
0: could be a lot easier to be like, ooh, I the car put went in reverse or in neutral and it rolled down a hill and it ran him over. But to run over twice on a possible deserted road.
1: What do you think? Suspicious.
0: What are you thinking?
1: Yeah. She claimed that he Hmm. was abusing her. So she got a six year sentence and was released after two years behind bars. She then turned this experience into a speaking tour and went around telling people her experience as an (laughs) abused woman. (laughs) So When life gives you lemons,
0: uh, all for the women who do speaking tours and share their stories. But this is not the time. You are not the type of person. Shut your mouth and go back home, please.
1: Yeah, so she claimed it was self-defense when she ran over him twice twice and and so again. she was even given a government grant so she could keep um or so she could help other women who were in abusive relationships as well so she was supposedly doing a lot of okay really good work and who knows if she was okay. actually a yeah. battered woman oh well, yeah we, if she like, is she like yeah yeah I mean, she
0: i don't argues. want to take that from her i just yeah. also think that Given her past history, I mean, I guess the law didn't know at the time. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Given what happens
1: next, who knows? (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) I don't know. It's just weird. She argues that she's just being like ganged up upon and she was just a battered woman who tried to save her life in XYZ. Who knows what's true? Mm -hmm. She was in her 50s at this time. Okay. Not long after that, she learned that the internet gave her access to even more (laughs) elderly victims. And then in 2001, she met Robert Friedrich from Florida through a Christian dating site. They got engaged after three days of knowing each other. Oh, my gosh. Married after a month. And what? he was dead 14 months later. Whoa. They I mean, didn't do it all. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, when you with the you're... Black Widows getting, sorry, getting engaged or murdered within like three days? Like, they're really right? eager for the insurance yeah. money. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe just with their age- You got to do what you got to do when you're still, when you still got the time, you know? Exactly. Who knows when you'll be, be with us, how much longer you'll be with us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You only live once. Yep. So there was no autopsy or charges laid. Um, After their long honeymoon, Melissa had left a voicemail for Robert's son's. That said, quote, I have something to share with you this morning. Your father is going to change his will. You guys are getting nothing. A big fat zero. So try that on for size and have a nice day. End quote. Whoa! (laughs) I take it she didn't get along with the kids. I don't think so. Um,
0: I can't imagine being, like, having my father meet a new woman. Sure, whatever. They go off, whatever. And then after his death, getting a
1: call, being like, you this suck. Was, it's all mine. <laughs> this was before he died, supposedly. Oh, this even was like after sp- they got back from their honeymoon. <gasps> she like called them to taunt like, hey, you're not getting anything. It's all coming to me. Ha-ha. And then all of a sudden he's dead. Yeah. Wow. So wow. obviously that didn't well, sit sense. well with the sons. So Rightfully they tried so. to claim that she had killed their father with an overdose of prescription drugs, but mm-hmm. they couldn't prove anything. Mm-hmm. I Can don't- you request an autopsy in that? Sense? Um, I feel be- like if you have grounds for it, I think you could. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. And then in 2005, she met Alex Strategos and she met him, moved into his condo in Florida, drugged him, and took $20,000 from him. Alex's son was concerned because his father was frequenting the hospital and his savings were shrinking. Alex was given some blood tests and it was found that he was getting an unhealthy dose of tranquilizers, but they couldn't prove that Melissa was the one giving them to him. So she was only charged with grand theft and forgery. Oh my gosh. And she was given five years in prison. How long did she serve with that? I think fa- five? Uh, the whole five. Okay. I couldn't find anything of that. And so her fourth husband was Fred Weeks. And at this time, they were both in their late 70s and living in a retirement community in Nova Scotia. Apparently, Melissa knocked on Fred's door and told him she was lonely. His wife had just passed away, so he was also lonely and he just let her in. They got married in 2012 or 13, depending on the source. And went on their honeymoon. He walked onto the ferry to Newfoundland. And 10 days later, he had to be wheeled off in a wheelchair because he was so sick. Wow. While they stayed at an air or not an Airbnb, a bed and breakfast in Nova Scotia, he fell out of their bed and had to be hospitalized. And the doctors found that he was being heavily drugged. And it was learned that Melissa was putting tranquilizers in his coffee as well. Where does she have access to this? Right? That's I have no I idea. <laughs> Where are you getting these tranquilizers from? Oh my I have gosh. no idea. And her charges were somehow reduced from attempted murder to administering a noxious substance. <laughs> and she was sentenced to three and a half years in 2013, minus time served, which wow. she completed in 2016. Wow. That is wild. So she has...
0: It hasn't been proven by courts, but it's very likely she has killed like four or five men and she yeah. like some ta- somehow has like avoided lengthy pr- prison sentences her whole life. Like, yeah.
1: what? I yeah, wonder so if Alex. He- Sorry, Alex and Fred didn't die. Okay. They just were hospitalized, but the ones before did. Okay. So not so bad, but still very bad. <laughs> exactly. What were you going to say, Nicole? Um,.
0: I think I was gonna say, I wonder if she planned this all along, like to serve minimal sentences, like she was crafty enough to bypass the system in a way, or mm-hmm. if she just was darn lucky.
1: I have no idea. I would love to know. I feel like she just kinda got lucky and played like the old woman. I was oh, like, probably. No, I just I couldn't possibly do this. <laughs> but who knows. So um, Alex Strategos was interviewed in 2016 and did not think that she should be released. Rightfully and so, yeah, fair enough. And with her release, there were 22 conditions, some of which were she had to report any relationship with a man to the police. She couldn't access the Internet. And if she changed her appearance at all, she had to be photographed by police. So they would have like an updated copy of what she looks like. Wow. Wow. And not even a month after she was released, she was found at the Halifax Public Library surfing the internet. And she had three charges of breaching her conditions, but they were dropped, so nothing happened.
0: What's the point of having those conditions if you're not gonna fucking.
1: Oh, okay. Right. Anyways. And she has such a terrible history. So what are we doing? Anyway, she's, I think, alive right now and supposedly keeping a low profile. The Fifth Estate did an episode on her called The Widow's Web, if you want to learn more about her. She also um, has a few CBC interviews, I think. I just looked her name up on the CBC website. So watch those. I haven't had a chance to yet, but they seem very interesting. Mm -hmm. But that is all I have on Black Widow Killers. This episode could be like eight days long if I had gone into each and every single Black Widow Killer. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I know we're going to do Eileen Warnos later in the year. So I didn't yeah. want to talk about her because I don't think she's a Black Widow killer because she never, or she didn't marry the people she killed.
0: Yeah, I never really saw her as a Black Widow killer, like, mm-hmm. or considered her one. Um, but I do find it interesting that you, the two case studies that you chose to talk about, one was more of like that familicide, whereas the other one was very much like spouses and. Mm-hmm husbands yeah because that's that's who I would have thought like Melissa Ann Shepard is very much like the idea of a black widow killer that I had in my mind
1: yeah same
0: um, so it's cool to have learned about um the other black widow nanny Dodds. yeah
1: I just wish that there was more of like a definition of like a black widow killer has to be married they have yeah. to get some sort of financial compensation or like something from it mm-hmm Because I feel like it's such a broad label. Okay, off of
0: that then, if you were to define Black Widow killers, just spitballing, what conditions would you consider? Also, before you do that, because I have another thought about conditions, to have 22 conditions given to you, I would Mm -hmm. forget them instantly. How do you remember 22
1: conditions? (laughs) Same, yeah. And also, it's 2016, and she couldn't access the internet. She wouldn't be able to use anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't even really think
1: about that. But yeah, she wouldn't even be able to use some fridges. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's just insane. But I guess, like, she's 80 when she was released. So a lot of 80-year-olds I know are not technologically savvy Yeah, at all. yeah I don't think they're um, teaching every- yeah
0: anyways yeah. black
1: widow definitions working definitions
0: so what would you say I
1: would define a black widow as someone who kills like their partner mhm I don't know if I would consider a black widow as someone who kills their family members yeah so much I see that as a very different typology of killer. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have like this habit of like marrying someone and then them killing or them dying. Yeah. And then them collecting like either insurance money or divorce money or just whatever. I guess it wouldn't be divorce money if they die, but just kind of settle that cycle. Yeah, Yeah. How would you guys define a Black Widow, I guess? I would say I would probably
0: classify it as a more female-based, like, victimology or typology. Um, Mm -hmm. Same. With repeated offenses against spouses. And I think there'd have to be more than one spouse that was in harm's way. I agree. I agree. And, And, yeah, like you said, like, some form of... not always monetary gain, but there's... I think having that same concept that they're going after each time. Like, it may not each be, oh, he was abusive, so I'm going to kill my four husbands because they're all abusive. Maybe, but I don't know if I'd see that as a black widow. Yeah. I would see, oh, all of my husbands have money. I'm going to suck them dry, take their money, kill them. Yeah. That I would
1: see as a black widow. Same, yeah.
0: Yeah. I would have to agree with both of your definitions um both of what you said are along the same lines as me like i think Mm -hmm. nicole you're right like it's definitely like a female based kind of victimology or um subsection of crime serial killers i don't even know what i'm trying to say there (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um definitely like more female based um and same, I think there needs to be multiple spouses either attempted mm-hmm. to be murdered or murdered. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would consider like killing of your own family members as part of being a black widow, but I would say like if they had already put multiple of their husbands in harm's way, then I would definitely consider like if they were killing their husband's family as well, then mm-hmm. that could be like a part of the typology.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that too. Yeah. Apparently, um, I just saw this. I think it was on Reddit, so obviously a good source. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> um, the male equivalent of a black widow is called a bluebeard, oh. because there's this myth about a guy called Bluebeard. He's like Captain Bluebeard or something, and he is like collecting wives, and he like marries this one lady, and she's in the house, and he has to go somewhere, and he's like, don't. Go in this room. You can go anywhere in the house, but not this room. So, naturally, she wanted to go in that room. Go in that room. So, she breaks... She, like, calls her sisters over and, like, breaks into that room and opens it up, and it's all the dead bodies of previous wives. What? That's terrifying. But also good on her for being like, uh, don't tell me what to do. I'm breaking (laughs) in. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. And then he came home, and I don't know if he killed her or if their brothers got there in time to stop him or whatever. Oh yeah, I was like, interesting. What a scary, scary myth. (laughs) I wonder then if the
0: Mm -hmm. male equivalent would have like the same kind of motivational aspect. If monetary gain would still be um, an a factor, or maybe it's more dominance based, and maybe it's more just I'm showing you who's boss. I'm gonna. I
1: feel like nowadays, yes. Because women are allowed to have their own successful, like, jobs and careers. Yeah. But also, it's, it's a very fine line between a male serial killer and a male, oh. like, black widow, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah I absolutely. guess the connection
0: piece is what would dif- differentiate them.
1: Because serial mm-hmm. killers
0: don't often, not don't often, but there can be some randomness to victims. It's just, hey, yeah. you look nice. I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah. Whereas with the Black Widow, I feel like it's much more closer to home. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree as well. I think that would that makes sense. Like, I feel like for a man to be one, they also need to only be victimizing, like, spouses or Mm -hmm. relatives of spouses
1: Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Which I guess we don't really see that. Or I guess I can't think of anyone specifically who was like that. Can't either. Nothing jumps out. Which I We will have to try and find a male black widow for an yeah.
0: episode. Yeah, because I feel like when we talk about like male serial killers, we see a lot of them that like actually have a wife. And it's like mm-hmm. the one woman in their life they don't try to hurt. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like a black widow male would be almost like in terms of victimizing, like almost like the opposite of a traditional
1: male serial killer. Yeah, I kind of agree mm-hmm. with that, actually. Yeah. Interesting. So food for thought, let us know in the comments of our YouTube video or our website um, what you guys think a Black Widow could be defined as and or if male Black Widows are a thing.
0: Yeah, I would love to know if there's any characteristics that we kind of overlooked that if we heard it, we'd be like, yeah, that's a Black Mm -hmm. Widow. Like that would be a Black Widow killer. Yeah. But Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing. All things Black Widow. Um, I am happy that it was different than my expectations going into this episode. I feel yeah. like I'm always surprised with these episodes. Yeah, um, and that is a joy of not not having to do the research for things like that. You <laughs> just are going in blind, and we get to learn from from each other. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, thank you for covering those two cases and a little bit about black widows um just briefly to rebecca do you have any fun f- news sources for us i do um <laughs> so what i'm about to talk about i thought was like a brand new discovery like brand new archaeological kind of discovery in the yukon mm-hmm. um through a bit more research to actually tell you guys about it, I've realized that this was uncovered in June of 2022. Um, okay. But there's articles coming out about it right now because they're talking about uh, sending it to Ottawa for preservation. <sighs> but did you guys hear that last year in the Yukon, um, they uncovered the what is believed to be the best preserved baby woolly mammoth in North America? <gasps> I think I saw a photo, but I just, it looked fake. So I just kept scrolling by. That is so (laughs) cool. So I put two pictures on our slides. Obviously, I'm also going to put them in the forensic Friday. Um, One of it with people to show how tiny he is, and then one showing like up close. but yeah, so on June 21st of 2022, there was a group of miners digging through the permafrost in um, at Eureka Creek in the Yukon. Uh, and this is a pretty common place for excavation because the Yukon and specifically this creek are known to contain a lot of gold. Okay. And apparently they were digging in it. And as he like stuck one of their mines or drills or something in, this permafrosted baby woolly mammoth apparently just like literally fell out of the side of the creek. What?
1: That's so cool.
0: Yeah, so part of what makes this the best preserved woolly mammoth um, or at least baby woolly mammoth that we found in North America is that even though it is suspected that this baby um, died in a storm over 30,000 years ago and got buried by like the, the snow, which entrapped him in the permafrost Mm -hmm. he still intact were his trunk his hair his skin his toenails and his intestines wow oh my gosh isn't that crazy like i was in disbelief i will be a devil's advocate have they done all of like the testing to prove that he's that old because i don't know if circuses are up in the yukon but a little baby could a baby elephant maybe have could uh, a, I think I think I they have know. I think okay, they cool. have done the research. Like they said, cool. the government of Yukon uh, was working with a group of researchers, like paleontologists, and yeah. I forget the name of one of the scientists, but it sounded really fancy, and it was to do with really old animals. <laughs> um, and then they were also working with the elders of the Indigenous um, Trondheg Vetchen tribe because Ugh. it was found on their land. Love that and. I just thought this was really sweet. So the elders of this land um, gave a name to this baby elephant because they wanted to honor it and they had like a prayer circle for it and oh. all this stuff. And they named him Nunchoga, which in the Han language, which is the language of the Trondek Vuechin, means baby big animal. Oh, Oh, that's so cute. I know. That made me so happy. But um, I
1: love that. that.
0: Yeah, so the recent news coming out about it um, is saying that basically there was a bit of like a limbo uh, since last year because they weren't really sure how best to preserve preserve the mammal. They didn't know if it should stay on this traditional territory or if it should go for research. Um, But apparently right now it's in the works that they are going to be sending the... Nanchoga um, to Ottawa to be preserved and then potentially like put in like a museum in Ottawa or used for research. But either way, they're trying to preserve it the best they can. And that's in the motions mm-hmm. now. And I was just so happy to hear about this little baby mammoth.
1: <laughs> that's so that. cool. I had no idea. I hadn't heard anything about that. I love it right oh it's just so like oh
0: it's archaeology is so cool or right. anthropology i'm not even sure what this would be considered paleontology maybe yeah i've got no idea there's so many so many streams it could fall under um it reminds me have either of you been to the rom the
1: mm-hmm. royal Ontario uh, Museum?
0: i actually don't know if i have been or not i don't think so i highly recommend they have a giant sloth um <gasps> Ooh. Uh, skeleton there. And it's so so cool. cool. And just mind-boggling to be like, wow, these animals existed that long ago. Okay. Yeah. And I am here on this earth for 23 years. That's nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely Absolutely. insane.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's so cool. Cool. Thank you so much for um that little tidbit. I love that like our stuff is so. Archaeology based too, I will say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know it's, it's like just, all of our fun facts are like, hey, did you hear about this thing that they just dug up? This <laughs> old thing. <laughs> I love it. Um well thank you for sharing that. I hope we find out more about this little little big animal. Um moving forward. If you find any uh updates news article-wise, can you share them with us? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm so uh, bad I'm, with looking at the news. Oh, I know. I am too. I get it all from Reddit. But um, yeah, I'm, like we always do with like our forensic Friday, our our fun news articles and stuff. Um, I know mm-hmm. our listeners can't see the pictures I just showed you guys, but they will be up uh, probably under forensic Friday on our website. So mm-hmm. cool. Or you can just Google "old woolly mammoth found Yukon." I'm sure something would pop yeah. up. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's sure what I enough. looked
1: up to to find out more. So. <laughs> yeah. and i'm sure we'll do a post on it too so you can look on our instagram as well because we have all of our forensic fridays on our instagram too yeah check us out there um perfect
0: okay thank you to the both of you for always teaching me something new my brain always grows these episodes um next episode next topic We are going to talk a bit about Anthony Kirkland and some conversations around burnt bones. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of excited about this. I did a presentation on thermal effects on bone, so I may just regurgitate that out to you guys and we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. I have a whole slideshow and everything that I can go along with. Um, Yeah, I'm super excited for them. Well, that topic, I guess. And you all listening to us, you people, um, wonderful, wonderful people can find us, like Journey had said, on our Instagram. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook at What the Forensics for those three. You can find us on Twitter or X at WTForensicsPC. Our website, best place of all. Whattheforensics.ca. This is your one stop shop for everything forensics. So you've got stuff about us. You've got our resources. You've got recommended reading materials that we've gone through or media to consume. Really anything. That's just where you'll get it all. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, want to say hi, you can also email us at what at gmail.com. And if you want to give us a review, we would not say no to that. If it's a nice one. So (laughs) Um, we do love to read them. We do always want to improve this experience for everyone, not just for ourselves, but for you guys too. And um, we're excited to keep going with this. And so this has been another episode of What the Forensics. We hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next episode.
1: Bye. Bye. Just a reminder to everyone that we are not professionals in the forensic science field. We are just interested in forensics and want to share what we are learning with our listeners. We're trying to give you the most accurate information, but we are human and can make mistakes. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you next week.